Labor Day weekend. For many families, it's the unofficial end to another wonderful summer. One last gasp to catch some sun at the beach, one final stretch of barbecues and pool parties before school starts, the leaves turn, and we're chased indoors by the cool weather. And having an extra day or two off around that holiday weekend gives people a chance to take one last vacation. During this Labor Day weekend, I found myself in the town of Fishkill, New York, with about 80 other passionate Star Wars fans and collectors for the annual, a multi-day event hosted by the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club. The annual was the creation of Empire State member Chris Riley. He and his wife Stephanie, along with Ron Salvatore and Jason Thomas, developed and produced a brilliant collector's event. They took the best elements of the conventions we attend, like collector panels and presentations and room sales, added local activities like a boat cruise and a trip to one of the largest East Coast flea markets, and topped it off with the things we love about our group meetups, visiting our friends' collections and sharing meals and trips to local diners together. And all this made for what we hope will be a tradition that will carry on for years to come. The annual was a little bit of everything, hunting for toys, learning about areas of the hobby from knowledgeable collectors, and talking about Star Wars in a language everyone around you not only understands, but speaks as well. But what really made it special was the design. We all stayed at the same hotel. Everywhere we traveled was within a radius of a few miles, and the main day of the annual was held in the hotel ballroom. So everything we did, we did together. We began the weekend with a meet-and-greet on Friday night in the ballroom. Surrounded by endless boxes of pizza and a full and ready cash bar, we spent hours there, catching up with one another and taking pictures. And it's become a tradition for those who aren't racked by exhaustion from the day to head to a late-night diner. And fortunately for us, there was one in the same hotel parking lot. Saturday morning offered a trip to the Stormville Flea Market, which was held on an old runway tarmac. At 3 o'clock, we headed back to the hotel and gathered in the ballroom for a seven-hour event, featuring a series of panels and a group dinner, followed by a few hours of room sales and another late-night trip to the diner. Sunday marked the last day of our time in Fishkill, and began with a tour of Ron's incredible Star Wars collection at his home. From there, we met at a dock along the Hudson River for a two-hour boat cruise taking us past West Point and back. And once we disembarked, we walked to a restaurant along the water and celebrated with a dinner for 80 people. And while many would be taking a trip on Labor Day to the home of our friend Yehuda for a collector's house party, Sunday would mark the end of the vacation for me. I would wake up Monday morning and would drive back to spend the rest of the day with my family in New Jersey. And the annual was well planned, down to the hour each day. But the itinerary ended once we finished that celebratory dinner and headed back to the hotel Sunday night. A trip to the diner was probably in the cards, and we were all together anyway. But it wasn't until I arrived at the hotel that night that I realized I didn't know what was going to happen. The temperature dropped for the first time in weeks, so I ran up to my room to get a sweatshirt. And while I was in my oversized room, I looked at the dining room table in the foyer and said to myself, It's a shame that table went unused for the trip. And then an idea hit me. It's almost impossible to get all of us together in one place. It happens a few times a year, and even then it's a blessing to be in the same room as our friends. Why not use the opportunity to sit down with some of them and record a podcast together? After all, I had the table. I had the space. 
and we all had a free evening. I threw my sweatshirt over my head and headed downstairs. As I walked through the lobby, I saw a few friends hanging out by some patio tables outside near the entrance. Justin Haney and Jen Thunders, a real-life Han and Leia couple from Georgia. Matt George, a Texan and co-author of the excellent book Engineering an Empire, the creators of Kenner's Star Wars Toys. Nashville's sweetest couple and collectors of all things Wicket and Star Wars, Trent and Corey Bailey. And California's own Brian Angel, a collector of vintage and modern Star Wars toys and prototypes with a focus on R5-D4. I looked at them from the lobby, each one of them dear to me, and I thought I would at least ask them if they'd like to do a podcast episode with me. So what began as a 20-minute roundtable discussion turned into an epic night that I'll never forget, one that capped off one of the best trips yet. This is what happens when collector friends get together. This is what makes life fun. This is the story of the last night of the annual. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. I met the group outside the Comfort Inn and Suites, and against the chill of the night air and in the quiet of the area around us, presented my idea to them. A roundtable discussion in my hotel room, in which we would share our thoughts about the wonderful weekend we had just experienced. Or about collecting Star Wars toys, or, or really anything in general. I was a little shy about it because I had never done anything like this before. And while I envisioned it as being something fun and special, I didn't know if any of them would see it that way. But they saw enough potential in the idea to each agree to do it. And they were excited about it, which put me at ease a bit. The drinking and celebrating had started a while ago, putting everyone in a more relaxed and carefree mood. And the conversation ahead? It would be interesting, to say the least. I figured we'd record for about 20 minutes or so, and hopefully it would be another chance for us to bond before we all left Fishkill. We decided to meet inside the lobby in about 15 minutes, and then we'd head up to my room. I ran back inside to spend a few minutes with some of the group that was hanging out in the breakfast area of the lobby while I waited for the rest of our roundtable group to come inside. Jen, Corey, Trent, Matt, and Brian eventually made their way into the lobby and found a place to sit, with Justin to follow shortly. I soon joined them. Sitting on one of the oversized gray couches, Jen curled up against the edge. 
She had taken off her heavy black boots, and Corey, noticing Jen's Star Wars socks, exclaimed, I have Star Wars socks on too. She promptly removed her shoes and showed her socks. Trent, who was sitting next to her and was wearing a pair of low-top black Converse sneakers, added, I have Star Wars socks too. I know this seems like a weird conversation about socks, but I promise you I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So I thought Trent was joking. I could see the edges of his white below-the-ankle socks, and they looked like a standard pair of white socks. But he took off his Converse to reveal a First Order Stormtrooper design. And for some reason, we found this surprisingly funny. At that point, Brian jumped up and said, Wait right here. I'm going to put on my Star Wars socks too. He ran to the elevator and disappeared before I fully realized what was happening. And I was completely sober. Matt was sitting on a corner of the couch closest to me watching the football game on the mounted television above the fireplace. When we go upstairs, I'll put the game on so you don't miss it, I said. At that point, Bill Cable came by. As we talked for a few, I told him what we were about to do, and asked if he would like to join us. He was on his way up to his room for a bit, but said he'd stop in to be a part of the roundtable. Room 325, I said. As Bill left, Brian came running back in. Sliding was more like it. He was wearing shorts and had no shoes on, but green, blue, and black socks that came midway up to his legs to his calves, and resembled the masked character Boba Fett. They have capes on them, he said, and they did. The capes were a piece of fabric sewn onto the back, and they fluttered away from his calves as he walked. Brian got to the area of the carpet directly in front of us and did what could only be described as an impressively agile front roll, ending in a martial arts pose. And with that, Justin appeared, and we all headed to the elevator together. While they're pouring themselves some drinks, let me paint a fuller picture for you. It's almost 10.30. The table we're sitting at is a cherry-stained rectangular one, with a chair at each head and two on each side. I'm sitting on one of the long ends near the corner, with my back to the wall that has a television on it that hangs over our heads, and it's currently playing a Texans college football game on mute. Trent, the Nashville native, is sitting on a chair on the corner to my right. He's wearing a gray t-shirt with a maroon hooded sweatshirt over it, a pair of dark faded jeans, and the aforementioned black Converse sneakers. He speaks in a smooth register topped by a molasses-coated drawl. To his right and at the head of the table is Pennsylvania's Bill Cable, sitting on a black desk chair from the bedroom. Decked out in a pair of tan shorts, white socks, and hiking sneakers, Bill is also wearing a white t-shirt that has the name C-3PO, also in white, embedded in a large navy blue rectangle reminiscent of the nameplate on the figure's droid's card back. He is a die-hard Pittsburgh hockey fan. Next to him, and across from me on the other side of the table, is Texas's Matt George. He is the most soft-spoken of the group, and his laid-back demeanor helps to set the tone for the evening. Matt's wearing a royal blue shirt with the four cantina aliens spanning a crosswalk in the style of the Beatles' Abbey Road album cover. He is in darker shorts and a pair of green flip-flops. Next to Matt is Jen Thunders. She's wearing a steel blue oversized sweater that occasionally slides off one of her shoulders, a pair of denim shorts, and black leather boots. 
Jen has long, raven-black hair, a smoky rasp to her voice, and she is a fan of the 90s band Hanson. And next to her on the corner is her partner in crime and husband, fellow Atlantean Justin Haney. He is sitting on a vinyl ottoman and is decked out in gray shorts, flip-flops, a black t-shirt, and backwards baseball cap. At the other end of the table is Corey Bailey. She's a Nashville Predators hockey fan and is wearing a black cap with the team's logo on it, and is in a long flannel shirt and black pants. Corey and Trent kindly supplied the drinks for tonight, and we currently have two bottles of champagne on the table, with a case of beer on the floor. And next to Corey, and alongside of me on the long end of the table, is Californian Brian Angel. As I mentioned earlier, Brian is shoeless, wearing his Boba Fett socks, and he's in a pair of black shorts and a black t-shirt that has an image of Boba Fett's helmet on the left side of the chest. So feel free to pour yourself a drink if you'd like. I've lost my voice a bit and have been drinking water ever since we sat down, so I don't fully lose it. Here, come pull up a seat and join in on the conversation. This is very echoey in this room. Though. I like it. I think it, I think it'll be nice. It'll work. Okay. Yeah, because you know what? Um, there, there's like two different types of echo. So with this, it just kind of gives it a fullness, whereas another one gives you gives it that that the reverb. Yeah, okay. okay. So, but, I'm not ready. So, okay, Justin, Justin Haney, since you came all the way from Atlanta, correct? Atlanta? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, and as part of the, the, the Georgia group. Oh, by the way, you posted on Facebook uh, just a sincere thank you to, uh, to, to everybody, you know, to the New York State Club. And it was the most beautiful, coolest thing. And everyone kind of, you know, is behind it. And it was just, it was just a really cool way of, of, of showing solidarity. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you guys uh, up here, you know, coming from the South, Southern hospitality, you guys uh, uh, reciprocated up here in the North. You guys, you know, really showed, uh, showed us, you know, what it's like to be collectors and, you know, like uh, welcome us into your club. You know, it's very great. Very cool. So, what what was your what was your reaction? You came on Friday night, correct? Correct. Yeah. So Friday, Saturday, like what what was the what was the the weekend like for you? Uh, so we didn't get in until late. You know, we got a late flight in. We I think we showed up to the host hotel about eleven p.m. and um, in typical New York fashion, you got Fonz there with the bottle, and you know you got everybody hanging out, open arms. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was an amazing welcoming. Uh, you know, we showed up in the in the car, and everybody was there to greet us. And uh, from that moment to the last uh, to the moment right now, everybody's been happy to see us, and you know, having a good time. Very cool. And Matt, you're from Texas. I am. Where in Texas? Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, everyone get Engineering and Empire. It's, an, it's a fantastic book, and, and Matt was one of the people who made it happen and, and, and co-wrote it. So, uh, what was the uh, what was the the trip like for you? Oh, it was great. I got in actually a couple days early to go to to Rhode Island to interview a couple folks from Hasbro that came up from Kenner when they moved up in two thousand. Um, so we're working on volume two, and uh, it's cool to get some Hasbro people uh, into the book. And Bill, you're? I'm from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I noticed you have the, the Predators hat on. It's like <laughs> the, the, the last team the Penguins won the Stanley Cup against. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, very nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, they've never won on home ice. They've always won on a way. It's, That's terrible. It's no. been like Pittsburgh hasn't won a championship in Pittsburgh since like 1963. It's like. I did not know that. Yeah, it's. 
still not happy yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see holding a grudge against there. It's Love like, it. So I want to make this a little looser because uh, okay. I think it'll work better this way. But just maybe just whoever wants to kind of speak and it just we're, we're just going to start kind of painting a picture of of what this this trip is like. So if you have like personal stories from it, bigger stories, uh, what a specific um, event was, you know, at some point, and I'll just I'll just move this all around. So sure, sure. Uh, who would like to start? Anybody? Penguins are the worst. No. <laughs> There's a dividing line that's just forming between this table right here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought you were cool until yes. I saw the hat. It was like, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> There's one thing that I learned at this annual. There's a man. He's the brother of a sister of his girlfriend. And he's a man. <laughs> Bailey is his name. Trent, that is. And he's a man that if you, for example were to tickle him with a feather, mm-hmm. he could possibly <laughs> punch you in the face. Absolutely. That's what I've learned. He's, he's, really he's an escalator. Lies, he's an escalator. <laughs> he, and I, when I, now, I want to paint an image. When, I, when we say the escalator, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine a RoboCop vibe, but with like IG-88 kind of mashup. And he, there's inappropriate weapons that I won't talk about. That's for a different kind of podcast. But he's the escalator. If you introduce a topic, let's say it's risque. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Law enforcement's going to be monitoring after he gets done. Because he's going to escalate it to a point. Um, it's going to be, totally you know, inappropriate. It, it, I mean, inappropriate is one thing, but darn right. He's going to, he's going to be, uh, you know, just in your, in, in your head. You know, when, when I leave the annual, um, I used to have sleeping insomnia problems. Um, <laughs> now I'm looking forward to never sleeping again. I think it's the right decision now. So I made a huge mistake. So I started this and I said, I said, I said, you didn't ask me a direct question. If you want us to do it free form, yeah. you're making a terrible mistake. I was like, look, in free form, like, I do need an anchor. And, and the, the guy to yeah, my right, left, listen, Brian Angel, I promise that you, anchor. I'm going to go Star Wars for you. But, but I went like this. You I, said I shifted. Yeah, I shifted the you phone over like this. I didn't. Brian paused and he leaned in, and I was like, we're going to get something good. And I have no idea what is he talking about? So. All right. Why no, I'm gonna be. A, I'm gonna listen, David. I'm gonna be a rock for you. You have it on tape. I absolutely appreciate rock. that. I didn't say which kind of rock, but I will. Yeah. I promise. Maybe a escalator. No. A rock. Yeah, that's why. But the story I just told mm-hmm. is why I'm not gonna escalate, or I'm not gonna introduce risque topics. Because whatever that creature is that you painted, is he hasn't even spoken out. yet. He's lurking. He's like a Hannibal Lecter like individual <laughs> in the room at the moment. I'm terrified now. Now you have to speak. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> just like a serial killer. Be afraid. Like, just like a serial killer. 
So I would just like to point out that, man, this was a really wonderful weekend. You know, the, the um, Comfort Inn Suites was very hospitable in all of their activities and how they uh, allowed us to use all their facilities just uh, at the peak of effectiveness. Um, you know, the rooms are very nice. Right, the rooms right now, are ridiculous. Yeah, we, right now we're at this wonderful rectangle table. Um, Brian in his room has a lovely jacuzzi, which um, I'm sure has not been used at all. But um, Oh, it was used. Yes, but, <laughs> but yeah, no. The rooms are like forty feet from the window to the to the door. It's like they, they it's truly are. It's like it's like two or three rooms. In the morning, yeah. like yeah. it's exhausting having to go to the bed all the way. I mean, when I had to keep getting up and hurling last night after the annual, <laughs> that's a dude, long walk from the bed. Let me the tell bathroom. you, was not great. Not great comfort in. Is there a Coke theme story that you could share with us? <laughs> I'm sorry? Is there a Coke-themed story you can share with us? Diet Coke. Yeah, well, you see, there was these thermal detonator-shaped Coca-Colas, and they weren't letting them on planes, and now they're letting them on the planes. What were you referring to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Last night. Oh, no. That's not okay, okay. Okay, on tape. So, so, uh, so Friday. So whoever was here Friday, like, what was, what was Friday like? Um, or Thursday, even. I know. It's, it's going. Yeah, some of us got here Thursday, didn't we? Were you here Thursday? I got here Saturday. Oh. So you got here Thursday. Yeah. What did you do Thursday? Thursday was, um, we, t- we took the train up super early in the morning. We came up here and met a couple other local people here that were already in town. Um, but we actually had a wonderful time. We got to go to a winery. Um, but the, the coolest thing is we got to take the train all the way up from Manhattan all the way to the Beacon Station, which is 10 minutes from here. Um, and the terrain is just beautiful. It really sets a, a beautiful picture for this wonderful weekend. Um, we got we lucked out with the weather entirely, um, but the atmosphere and tonight was the kind of the culmination of that to be outside on the river, seeing West Point, seeing all the little towns, all the you know landscape. Um, even if there wasn't a Star Wars collecting convention or get together here, it still would have been a wonderful weekend just to get out and be around other people. So when you throw in your best friend, you throw in the people that you see sometimes once a year. This year we've been real fortunate. A lot of us have seen each other three, four times already. Yeah. Um, and so this was just great on that front. So, you know, they always say, you know, change topic to the weather, but the weather was awesome. What was your favorite moment from Thursday? Um, getting to take a nap. <laughs> no, no, Thursday, I mean, honestly, the train ride up was gorgeous, um, beautiful scenery, and just getting here, getting settled, and getting to start to see people, and like, it's happening, so. That's, Very cool. Yeah. When, when was the, the moment of excitement, like, like, when did the excitement that we're actually having this annual and this get-together hit you, when, when, once you, you were either coming here or arriving the day of, like, as soon as we walked in... As soon as we walked into the hotel was when it happened because Corey and I walked in to check in and then right behind us came Brian Angel and Mark Bannis. <laughs> and as, as soon as you see... Were they clothed? Yes, both were clothed. Um, the point, but Yes, yeah, surprisingly. But w- you can't see either one of those people and not instantly get happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In a very serious way, um, because you know both. Not people, not in a mocking way. No, <laughs> no, 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 not in a mocking way at all. Um, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, there are certain people in in the hobby that are high energy and high happiness, and there are certain people that are low energy and low happiness. But they we can all get along. But when you when the first person you see is a very high energy person that you look forward to seeing, eh, it, it paints or not not paint a picture. It um it really sets the mood appropriately, even though it was late at night. So the first night, there was maybe five or six of us here, and we ended up 
out late at the diner. Like we knew it was going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, had some great chicken and waffles um, and a London fog. Mm. Yeah. What is a London fog? I had to ask our friend Brian. What is a London fog, Brian? So I'll end the story with the London fog because I think what you're talking about here is arriving to Newburgh, mm-hmm. which. Well, actually, if you wouldn't mind, if you could go back even a little further. I will. I, I will. That's, that's where I was going. So um, in the beginning, there was man. Soon thereafter, I was on a plane to the annual from California. And so I have to be honest because you asked a very specific question. And I think it's a great question. When did you start getting excited? I mean, I was one of the early signups, so I would say I was excited early. But when did it feel exciting? When did it become real? It got real. Um, So when it got real was I was still in the airport in Detroit coming from a connecting flight, but I was still in work mode. I was on the phone, I was pacing in the airport, and I was kind of having a passionate conversation about work with somebody, and I could kind of see some person peripherally sitting in the gate uh, for the flight to Newburgh, and I, but I just didn't even look at them because I was like intent on this conversation. And so once I finished up, I looked over, and I saw the smiling, energetic, happy face of Mark Vanis. And uh, it was just a moment where I knew I was in annual mode. I literally forgot about work, uh, my phone conversations, you know, all my responsibilities. I decided to move out here permanently. I mean, uh, sorry, I got overzealous. What happened is, uh, no, when I saw him, I got that happy. I felt free. I felt free, you know, from everything. And I said, I'm going to go Star Wars with a bunch of amazing people. And then, um, you know, just arriving here and seeing people like Trent and Corey, and, you know, everybody in this room. But uh, also in addition to that, not just getting here and getting to see the annual people and the Star Wars people, but getting here early afforded us the opportunity to hang out at the shack next to the hotel that sells ice cream to all the Newburgh neighbors here. And I have to tell you, all the Newburgh neighbors were like, oh, have you guys ordered your food yet? Like, are we in your way? Like, they were such nice people. And so the culture, the town was great. Um, as mentioned, we wound up at the diner having a um, London fog, which is like a Bailey's and cream coffee oh, cool. and okay. some chicken and waffles. But we even made friends with the guy at the um, uh, liquor store <laughs> gas station down the street. So we really got in and got immersed. All right. So that, that logically brings me to my next question. How did you and Mark Vanis wind up together topless <laughs> in a jacuzzi together? It's the escalator's fault. <laughs> Yeah, it actually is the escalator. The escalator. Uh, it's the escalator's fault. The escalator's um, Trent Bailey. It was kind of it was kind <laughs> of a psychic premonition, before. is what happened. So when Mark and I got in town, we kind of felt like we were the first couple people at the hotel. At did least R five tell you to do this. <laughs> this was psychic like that. Did it your was. neighbor's dog tell you to do this? My dogs are always with me. You should know this. No, I know, but your neighbor's dog. I was doing a son of Sam thing. Continue. Okay. <laughs> neighbor's dog, son of Sam, uh, killed my friend's aunt. Um, oh god. So oh for real. Really? Oh boy, son of Sam killed my friend's aunt. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. sorry. That's all a good. Dark turn. It's not. All of a sudden. It's cool. No. Bummer. So uh, back to topless in a jacuzzi yeah. with yeah. your friend. <laughs> That's a way better topic. Thanks for the bummer, Jen. Um, so, just, so um, can I say on your podcast? Okay. Um, so, <laughs> can I say boop? 
Oh, yeah. 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 No. So then, what was the question? How did you and oh, my yeah. wind up talking? Were we in a hot tub or something? That <laughs> happens regularly. Yeah. It's like a whole right picture. All right. There are pictures. Let's just dial it back a minute. Give Brian Why some breathing room. Why did you feel room. it was necessary to be topless in the photo? Because That's always necessary. But moving from there. So what really happened is Mark and I got here so early. We felt like we were the first two people at the hotel. And we were like, yeah, all we need to do now because we were aware that this hotel has a suite called the Jacuzzi Suite, which happens to be the room that I booked for some reason that I'll keep Ro- romance. Uh, you so, like jacuzzis in your foyer. Um, yeah, it's a much <laughs> more Montana deep here. personal reason. You guys can read my blog on. Um, yeah, no, no, and just to preface, it's the jacuzzi's not in the bathroom. It's yeah. like it's, it's in this room. It's in the room that the, the diet room. Yes, like I have, I have a table in here jacuzzi and a kitchen. Yeah, has a separate. It's like what would look like a normal size, like a bedroom size mm-hmm. room, like a ten by ten ish type of room, and it's got like regular tile on the ground, and then literally no other fixtures in it except for some apparent reason a jacuzzi. It's in case and you're Tony Montana chair. shoved in the yeah. corner and and, and, and a sitting chair. Chair. No, there's a mini like not even. A coffee table. Yeah. I'll call it like, uh, like an espresso table. table. Yeah, t- yeah. And um, there's and an espresso table. You call it what you want. And then um, there's an under espre- a TV and a watching chair. And a watching <laughs> chair. A chair <laughs> like the yeah, boyer you know, chair. The boyer chair. Yeah. yeah. If <laughs> for you know example, you never mind. So um, <laughs> there will be yeah. a picture. At this so moment. anyway, <laughs> apparently there's a jacuzzi suite. Is the is the thing. So Mark and I knew this. We were joking around, and we said we we need to do is we need to throw on a bubble bath in the jacuzzi and get some cigars and take a picture, and then. Literally, like, I don't know, 10 minutes later, Trent texts in the escalator, texts, and he says, uh, you know, kind of what y'all doing? And we're just, like, hanging, and then he's like, oh, yeah? And then he he's escalates, obviously. Like, we didn't say <laughs> anything inflammatory. We're, like, just, you know, hanging here, two dudes, like Star Wars and whatever. We were, like, normal people. And the escalator comes in, and he shoots over this meme. And it was the two uh, South Park dads. I think one's name is Randy. It's Randy, yeah. Which is, I'm usually Randy anyways, so. <laughs> That's my dad's name, actually. Randy. That's just, you know. That's beautiful. Anyway, my grandparents had a dog named Randy. this. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Randy. So Randy and the other dad, whatever, they're in the jacuzzi. And uh, they have a cigar in their mouth. And I'm like, how is it possible that literally out of a billion like memes on the internet that Trent just channels what we were already talking about and sends over this meme of the two dudes in the hot tub? I was like, now that seals it. We got to do it. You know, we jumped in. You know, at first it was a little awkward. And then I got used to it. And before you know it, I really loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely posting this. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's amazing. Photos to go on with it. I, so I, I, I want to know why you went with the half measures. You obviously didn't have water in the Yeah, the where were the bubbles? Yeah. No, I have No, the a, photo's great, though. The photo's I have great. a topless photo 
focus collection going now in the Star Wars. Oh collection. man, you got lots of. Yeah, it's just one photo. It's, a, it's just one photo in the collection. No, he has dozens of photos of Ross in this collection. I'm sure it's. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Ross Barr. Whoa. Yeah. So what this I'm going to attempt to do yeah. is over the next couple of years, I'm going to get in good shape. <laughs> and I'm going to, like, do a topless one where I actually, like, I look good. And then intentionally, I'm going to let it all go. <laughs> I'm going to let it all go. And then the next few years, it's going to be, like, job of the Brian at the collection. <laughs> just get together. So I'm going to be shunned. Okay. Somebody's going to sell me the job of wax sculpt. And just, like, that'll be it for I me th- in the hobby. I thought you were collecting topless photos of you with other collectors. Uh, like there's, there's like you and Vanis now, and there's you and Ross Barr. I'm doing. There's the, probably quite a few that we haven't seen yet that are <laughs> that are more private, like tw- twelve back there's, kind of, <laughs> kind of photos. You know, they're there's, harder to find. There's a lost line. Yeah, yeah. There's a lost line. They're in a file called blackmail. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. so no, you, you can't blackmail someone who's shameless. That's true. That's the beauty Amen. of it. Beautiful. So, Jen, <laughs> what was uh, what was what was the moment for you where it, it all came together? I so it's kind of crazy because we, you know, um, Justin has been talking about this, but we usually go to Dragon Con because we live in Atlanta. So we're like, oh, we gotta go to Dragon Con. We gotta go to Dragon Con. Can you call it Hot Atlanta? Is that a request? I'm not gonna call it Hot Atlanta. I mean, it's hot as. Hades down there, but uh, good save, good save. Yeah, good save. Yeah, go me. That's gonna get my It's uh, it's so we yeah we always did a Dragon Con, so it was like a whole thing. And then Justin kept talking about it. He's like, we you know this is great. Like we don't get to hang out with these people often, and like being in the hobby. And I was like, well, let's go, let's go. And he really wanted to go, so. We decided to come up. You and, said last minute. How how last minute? Um, I mean, a couple weeks. Okay. A couple like a couple weeks. It was like two weeks. He's like, I, I booked a flight. Like we got our hotel, and we're like, all right. I'm like, all right, cool. Like let's do it. Um, so it was like, and not. I mean, a couple weeks isn't that last minute, but you're like you're working and you have your normal life. So we left on Friday after work because work. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, work all day. And it was like just the grind of working all day, driving to the airport, getting there, meeting up, parking, getting to her thing. It was like, yeah, for real. Like it was like a whole thing. So like we get there and you're like, I like the whole day I didn't have like time to breathe. So I was just like, let's just get there. Let's just get there. I wasn't even excited. And then we get to the terminal and we see Narayan and Blake Morgan, yep. two of our friends from the Georgia uh, collecting group, and we see them there because they were on our flight, and that's when I was like, oh, like, yeah, okay, we're about to be on Star Wars vacation. That's awesome. And I just, I like sat down next to Blake, and he goes, hey, bro. And I was like, <laughs> do you just bro me? Like, <laughs> like, I've been called dude, I've been called man, I've never, I don't think I've ever been called bro, but I was like, all right. Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Like, what's up? <laughs> so that that was when I got like really excited. I was like, all right, these are the people that we're friends with that collect that we're like excited about Star Wars. We're about to get on a plane. We're about to go to New York. I think that's like the the point that I was like, all right, done with work. Yep. I'm on vacation. Ready to roll. It's Star Wars time. Yeah, like, cool. it's fr- it's time to see friends. So. Nice. Bill, what was your what was your favorite moment from the uh, from the whole weekend? From the whole weekend? Ooh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to need some time to think about it. I mean, 
this morning I had a wonderful conversation with Brian and Yehuda. Brian. Brian Angel. I know that's really, you have to ask for clarification whether you've had a wonderful conversation with Brian Angel. Um, but we, this, we, for breakfast this morning, we were just uh, sitting together and we were talking politics and religion and Star Wars and it went everywhere. And Brian has lots of fun conspiracy theories about who really controls power in the United States. And... <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's uh, Ron and Yehuda mm-hmm. uh, and Matt George. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. He's been suspiciously quiet this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've noticed. <laughs> there is no football yeah. on. No, well, how is the Illuminati that you're the leader out there? What would you all like to know? <laughs> Matt, what was your favorite, your favorite moment from this? Uh, so, Friday... Um, in the morning, we all kind of wake up from a long night and then um, compose ourselves, and we all head up to Pauling to go see John Paul's shop, which he calls it so lovingly. So we spent a, uh, about an hour kind of tooling around the shop. It was a great time. He's a great guy, great host, tells a ton of good stories, and you should go check out the Imperial Castle in Pauling. Um, so on the way back, it's me, Vanis, and... Somebody else. We're driving back, and to get the fastest way back through, uh, from Pauling to the hotel we're staying at, it takes you back into like the backwoods, deliverance, banjos playing, kind of nothingness. And there's just all uh, woods as far as the eye can see. So we're totally discombobulated on the way back. But anyway, we get close to the hotel, and we're driving along, and we're just cruising along in the Yaris, and then we see this gal running down the side of the street, really just hustling and making some funny, fa- uh, funny running faces. <laughs> and uh, I, would, I would kind of do a double take and go, "Is that Jen Thunders?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brian kind of does. Yeah, Brian was with us, and uh, he looks over there, and Vanis looks over there, and I don't know, I don't know. And so we didn't think anything of it until we, you know, got back to the hotel and. Uh, got back in, and Jen, then Jen Thunders is sitting right next to Matt George. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, Vance is talking to Brock, and Brock's like, "I think we saw Justin Haney's wife running down the side of the road." Right? <laughs> wait, for the record, I wasn't running; I was just walking briskly. <laughs> yeah, how walking? I I was in, so like I took a little like side trip by myself because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna wake up early to go to the flea market. I'm gonna do like my own little thing. So I got back to like the little downtown Fishkill area, and I'm like, oh, I'm only like a mile and a half away from the hotel. So I try and get a lift back, and there's like no lifts. It was like taking. It was like 26 minutes for a lift to get to me, and I'm like, that seems ridiculous. <laughs> so I look, and I'm like, it, it takes me 21 minutes to walk. To the hotel, so I'm like, I want to walk. But then Justin's calling me. He's like, Yeah, we're going to lunch. So I'm like, Oh man, like people are gonna wait on me. So I'm like, I mean, I'm booking it, but I'm not like jogging. I'm just like walking briskly. So you and was... then I get back. I get back here, and Brock's like, Uh, I think we saw you walking. Were you walking? I was like, Yeah, man. I was walking down the road. No, come pick me up. And then he's like, Yeah, we drove by you. And I was like, Well. 
you were you were just hustling up a storm to make your man happy to eat food. Thank you. I misunderstood the story. I was, I was like, baffled. she needed a special. I needed food, yeah. but I was like, I don't want to yeah. deal with him being mad on top of me being hungry. That's just the nightmare. For the record, Shelly's worth running for. Yeah. I was like, I I need to get food. Like I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't running, but it's a whole thing. So now, now it's like I run Br- everywhere. Briskly walking you, oh. faster. You're a fitness you fanatic. I mean, I was booking. That's how I walk. That's just how I walk. You were making the running face too. Like it was. What was my face? Was cherry, cherry to fire, fire playing? Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Corey. What was your your favorite moment from the annual? From the annual? Oh. Honestly, I'd have to say to kick it off, um, you doing the podcast and having everyone up and learning the origins of the New York Collecting Group, mm. like that was amazing. And it really made me long for being a part of that type of environment and being able to have a group like that to call our own and just being so honored and kind of humbled to be able to be a part of this one. So that was just like the kind of the kickoff. It was awesome. That's really cool. And, and- Randomly, that happens to be my favorite answer so far. So yeah. like, <laughs> also, the fact that Weird. you put Yubnub in it, like, that was amazing. I Just put saying. Yubnub in for Trent and Corey, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Very Brother cool. and sister. Very cool. Um, <laughs> I, so I would like to interject and make sure that everybody knows that David Quinn has an official nickname. And <laughs> he's sweet David Quinn. And so he's SDQ. So if you see David Quinn, please refer to him as Sweet David Quinn going forward. <laughs> no, no. It makes my life a lot easier. Did any of you did any did any of you sit through um, Matt George? Sorry, I fell asleep. Matt George's presentation. I lost. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, no. did anyone listen? To you? Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah, I've been back being. In- one of a hundred. <laughs> no, Just no, kidding. Anyone... I was actually. I, I heard some of it. Okay. I heard. T- I was sitting with uh, the Jenkins. Is mm-hmm. that the right way that you say? Sure. The Pearl Jenkins. Jenkins. I think it's just Jenkins. Yeah. The, cur- well, the curators. Anne and Duncan Jenkins. The, the family Jenkins would be the Jenkins. Yeah, it was Anne and Duncan and Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> 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 All right, let's do this. <laughs> But I was sitting with them, and I was sitting kind of close to the stage at that point. I thought it, I thought it was absolutely incredible because, as, as someone who owns the book, so again, Matt George wrote Engineering Empire, along and with two other people, along with two other, along with Stephen Ward and Gary Borbage, uh, who are two wonderful people. Well, one wonderful person and Stephen Ward. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding, Stephen. Um, no, hey, where are you? <laughs> So we are we are right now pouring. Oh man, you did way worse than Party I did. Foul. We are currently is very fizzy. We have two bottles oh, yeah, of champagne. So We've gone through one, and we uh, so far have poured it on almost every section of the table so far. So that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, things got a little wetter, and you're be careful with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Do not pour champagne on top of the cadet. Yes. Ooh, so this is now the champagne room. Oh. Is that now like a, it's not the jacuzzi. Is that like a hey, that makes no, the jacuzzi. You take off. The rules stay the same. I don't take clothes. So, I can always take That means that you're so actually the boom boom room. So. 
You'd rather have the champagne room in champagne. the jacuzzi yeah. room because wow. you can no, 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 yeah. accomplish so oh, much more in that environment. Yeah, we're proving that for sure. Yeah. Okay, so Matt George gave us a presentation, which I thought was really fantastic. It was based on a book called Engineering and Empire that, that he, Stephen Ward, and Gary Borbich uh, wrote. And um, one of my favorite, absolute favorite parts of it was just being able to see that these Kenner, the people behind, I have the book, but just to, to hear your stories and to hear how you met these people and how these people have lives. Like, I feel like we almost sometimes think of them in a, in a sense of the way we used to think of teachers when we were little, you know, where they would just, we figure like at the end of the day, they just roll up into a cocoon into the ceiling. And, uh, and that's, that's not really how it works. But to hear that they, that they had lives, that they had interests, that, that they looked at this and they really felt passionately about everything that they were doing, that it wasn't just, you know, just, just. And I think David, that these people that were involved in the making of Star Wars toys, have been approached by many people over the years. But it's kind of like they're like a super hot girl. Mm. And so they don't really know if this dude is like trying to talk to him because they're hot or because they like appreciate them for their brain. Right. And who they are. <laughs> and you know what they have to offer. Because hot girls know that guys are after only one thing. Listen, Star Wars prototypes. We know how <laughs> Matt really did approach this as a friend yeah. to the time period, the stories, the things that mattered in these people's personal lives, mm -hmm. not just them making, you know, our toys that we drooled and mm -hmm. snotted on and you know <laughs> and actually cared about telling their their stories, which which I, did you just I, say I, I think, snotted I think, panel, on? I think the panel here actually brought up something like really interesting to me, like that I you know, after owning the book. Um you brought up uh in your panel um the notes that the secretary took. I thought it was a very, very interesting point. Um, not only just in, in toy collecting, but in like the personal psyche of that. like, of like, was was there an underlying theme to why she did she think she, her job was in danger of to why she needed to to have such intricate notes? And I think that's something you didn't really touch on in the book, and you kind of brought it up in the panel. That was very interesting to me, and very intriguing that she had years of daily notes that were so precise to everything that was happening. Yeah, Matt, if you could just explain that. And, and around her. That's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's the most extreme example of people holding, like, the weirdest thing. Like, mm -hmm. um... I think the reason she kept it is because... If you could just explain a little bit about yeah, so One of the sculptors that did... Um, that worked on the entire line from beginning to end was this gal, Cindy Cunningham. And she was um, a, an employee of Kenner, but for some reason decided to keep intricate notes of what she did every single day of her career. And uh, <laughs> she told us the reason was she thought that she could get fired one day for not doing her job correctly. Would it correctly. be stuff like <laughs> both that sculpt? Yeah, yeah. Would it would be, be like, like on the yeah. finish in Congress. Finish the Greedo <laughs> carpet. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so heavily, heavily in detail. Yeah, and this, you know, she would. If you want to know what day that they finished up the <laughs> walrus man wax sculpt, and it's in her notes. But wow. she, yeah, she, for whatever reason, kept those intricate notes for years and years and years. And I think she did it because she thought that if she ever got fired for some reason for not doing her job well, she could then go she back could be like, "Aha! Uh -huh, I know the exact date. Yeah. The walrus man wax sculpt was case closed. <laughs> Academy Award." <laughs> 
so, so Matt, what, what was it like? What was it like to do? Because you were one of the ones who did a panel at the at the annual. What was it like to do that and uh, to present in front of people, um, probably whom you respect, uh, some people in this room that you probably don't respect. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm wow. just kidding. That got I know, but, but what was it like to do it in front of in front of a group of your peers, people who who know what you're talking about, who appreciate what you're talking about, and you know who um, who are are buyers of the book and, and readers of it? Um, two things stick out. Um, there was some congregation going on at the back of the room, so I couldn't 100 percent concentrate uh, concentrate on everything because someone brought out a store display, and that caused a lot of. Um, Buzz. Well, I so I had to like compete with that. Um, so that kind of threw me off from the beginning. But secondly, uh, knowing that you know you've got Ron and Chris and in the room and Ron, Chris, and Ron uh, Salvatore, uh, Chris Trogulius, and who doesn't like to be named. Sure. Um, but knowing that those guys have been talking with the same folks that we've talked to for you know the better part of twenty years. Um, Kind of added a little bit of um, I don't know nervousness on my part because these guys have been there and seen it and seen a lot more than we have and um, just knowing that they're there and can you know maybe shoot holes in something that I had heard one time and uh, that made it a little bit more intimidating but all in all it was a great experience and I was really humbled that Ron even reached out in the first place to let me do it so. Yeah, but it was awesome. I mean, uh, I opened it up for Q&A, and I had several people ask questions, and we sold all the books that we brought, and um, it was just yeah, job good time, time. yeah. So um, so what were the, the room sales like? Because we had the room sales event last night on, on Saturday. Um, just if there's anyone who wants to speak on that. Well, I mean, it was the, probably the closest thing to um, any of the other major conventions that we see. So between Cincinnati, Columbus... Um, obviously celebration. Usually there's a room sale event of some sort. This was very similar to all of those, um, maybe on a smaller scale to be uh, for some some point. But um, you see some amazing things. I mean, there was you know pre-production items. There were hard-to-find production items. There were things you don't – that maybe not most collectors collect. So um, food premiums, um, bottle caps, <laughs> things that we just haven't seen very much of that we actually saw in some of the, some of the um, – uh, presentations even mm -hmm. um but it was a nice cross spectrum across the full hobby of you know things that are available out there um some really cheap things two i bought a two dollar jar jar bust um and then you know ten thousand dollar items yeah, i mean there was stuff that got sold that you didn't may not even realize got sold but it was here starting starting with bill and kind of going around this way uh i guess that would be counterclockwise for me um what was the coolest piece that you saw at the room sales at the room sales, wow. Um, well, the one thing I picked up was a um, first shot of the Rancor monster from the um, Rebel Command. Is it called Rebel Command? The, the It's like the army men that they came out it's with. It's like a 2010, 2012. Yeah, yeah. So it, I think it was more recent than that, but it was... 2015, um, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, a first shot of the Rancor monster. 
that somebody just had there for forty was bucks. Was that a black series or no? No, it was like a no, teeny it a little, little. It was like a three or four inch little. Uh, they did a series record. of like army men of oh. the entire. I think it was based on a game, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you would have the rancor as as part of it. It was almost it. it almost looked like a role playing game with those characters. So, but it was a first shot of the rancor. It's like, man, that's awesome. That's cool. It was forty bucks, and it was like, a great sculpt too. It, oh, it's fantastic! It's gorgeous. I mean, rancor is my favorite monster of anything from Star Wars and to get a, a pre-production piece of a Rancor is, is is really tough in the first place but it's like it was sitting there and it's like okay I'm going to throw 40 bucks at that at the drop of a hat it's like awesome cool uh, what, who would win in a fight a Rancor or a Rathtar Rancor, Rathars are stupid. <laughs> there it is, <laughs> Matt. Uh, is there anything that you uh, either sold that's awesome, uh, or uh, is there anything that you saw uh, at, the, at the room sales that you thought was really cool? I didn't get a chance to look to see what was even there. I had to attend my little uh, patch of items, but uh, interesting story about one of the items that I brought. So, one of the members of the club had been interested in. Um, one of the pieces that I was selling and so I brought it here and um, he said if you're in town bring it and so I brought it and so when I arrived in I said hey you know I've, I've got the piece I'll bring it to room sales and he said something to the effect of oh, I, I think I just want to see it like so I, I, I'm like well okay well I brought it all this way but um, you know I'm sorry you don't want to buy it and just want to see it instead and um, so fast forward to the room sales I'm trying to find do, do does that cost the same to just see it, <laughs> or as a do, do you care to name the piece? Or is a um, it's a double telescoping Ben. Could you just repeat that for the people who fainted when they heard that? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, uh, I've got a, I had a couple of them, so I decided a spare one to bring, and uh, it, it's rare in that it has the fully intact inner um, AFA graded eighty, which are really hard to come by. Um, but anyway, like I wound up finding another guy that was interested in it and um, he said yep I'll, I'll go ahead and take it and then um, I'll you know send you money in a couple days I gotta get it from my E-Trade whatever um, so this morning I or the after the room sale the guy that originally wanted it um, came by and learned that I had sold it and he looked at me like what are you doing I thought we had a deal and I'm like wait what, what? you told me that you just wanted to see it earlier and weren't interested in it. He's like, no, man, I, I still want it, but if it's sold, I'm sorry. I, you know, I apologize. We had the miscommunication. So wake up this morning and I get an email from the first guy saying, man, I probably should stop drinking. Like this was not a deal that I needed <laughs> to, uh, to go forward with. Like, is it cool if I backed out? I said, yeah, that's fine because someone else really wanted the deal or really wanted the item and I'm sure he'll be able to take it. So, yep, it all worked out in the end and I wound up getting uh, rid of it to the first guy. Very nice. Yep. Jen? Uh, my story's kind of embarrassing because I just... Uh, already? Well, I just... Uh, I don't. I, um... I was running back from John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it started with me running down the street and I went to hell. I am um, no, I well, you know, Justin, my husband, like brought out some stuff, and I was like, hey, call me, like, I'll man your booth for a minute, and then I just started drinking more. <laughs> so uh, I was there for room sales. I enjoyed talking to everyone, but um, uh, I'm gonna drink to that. I 
I, 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 you had other things to do. I had other things to do. I, I, I wasn't focused on buying anything <laughs> yeah. last night, unfortunately. But so that's, that's my thing. <laughs> Embarrassed husband, Justin Haney. Yeah. So, so the question was, what Sorry. was the coolest thing I saw, or like, what was my favorite story from room sales? Does not matter? Like, where I want to go? Yeah, you had stuff to sell. I, I mean, I actually, have, I actually have a, like a small, a quick story about this. Sure. Um, so, uh, I have a big regret from last night for not buying uh, Ed Nagy. Can I say names on this? Yeah. Does it matter? I don't know. I guess I just did. Uh, he had a, he had a, a birthday poster for sale. Um, and oh, I, really? I, so, uh, so, so, uh, when Jen and I got married, my, my groomsmen cake, I recreate, we had the birthday cake poster recreated. I brought my first 12 figures out. Can you, could you just describe the birthday poster amazing. a little before you tell so, so the birthday poster, um, was, was sent out to theaters, uh, that showed the movie for one year consecutively. Mm-hmm. So 52 weeks. 51 and a half weeks, whatever it is. You know. Yeah, it's just a uh, photo of the cake. Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a cake that was uh, that was made, and they, and they took a picture, and it has 11 of the first 12 figures in it. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. the, the jaw was absent from that photo. Mm-hmm. Most people uh, assume it's because it was in between the vinyl cake and the cloth cake. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You're looking at me. Like, I, I've never heard you're looking of you. Like, That's wrong. But, wrong. like, wrong. Is it wrong? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then why was the jaw not there? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's engineer let's, let's an empire. Let's hold that for another time. No, 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 let's engineer an empire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so why was the jaw oh, yeah, not in the picture? Awesome. No, no reason, just they probably didn't have a sample. Yeah, it was just oh, aesthetic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dave ran out of socks. So <laughs> they, they don't, so, so, they so, don't put that but, much but, thought so into it. So I've always heard the aesthetic thing, but then, but then, then why would you have an R2 that's the same size as a Jawa? You aesthetically, you could put them opposite each other, and it would make for a better aesthetic thing. I think this probably came from the same thing as you know, why do we not have certain examples of things, or why are certain color hairs different than uh, our tunics, different well, colors? Well, probably because it's just from production and yeah, from but, where they were produced. Like yeah. that, we do have an answer for that. I, I, think, I think the aesthetic answer for the for the birthday poster doesn't make sense. I think it's as simple as they probably just didn't, didn't have it. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about the, the, birthday, the birthday, why, the birthday why wasn't there a Jawa on the birthday poster? Because they it's forgot the to bring it. Figures. Yeah. The, they actually had it with them, but they forgot to put it out for the picture. There's your answer. And then they just were rolled with it. Like, meh. So it's even dumber than aesthetics. It's just incompetence. <laughs> see, see, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, than that, aesthetics, made, right? yeah. that makes incompetence. Sense. Wasn't like a reason. So again, so the purpose, so so the the poster was to celebrate. So so, any, so anyway, so yeah, yeah. So um, so uh, uh, Jenna got married. My my grooms on cake. I, you know, we had, we had a recreation of that with the figures. The jaw was left off because it was left off in the poster. And, and I've never, I've never picked up that poster, and it's like the last poster I would like for our collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Shikan, we have the Gone with the Wind, the Revenge, you know, a bunch of the key poster pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I kind of, I kind of scoffed at, uh, you know, I saw the poster very early on. I said, ah, you know, I don't know that I'm interested. And then uh, I turn around. Twenty minutes later, the poster is absolutely gone. You know, it's just gone and sold. And. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't hit me until the next morning, uh, yeah. this morning, you know, what that poster could have meant. You know, I took a trip yeah. from Atlanta to New York with my wife, you know, that, that has special significance to our wedding day. 
You know, and, and I I, uh, I kind of felt bad for not not picking it up when I had the chance. Yeah. But uh, I know who picked it up, and it's gonna have a very great home. And you know, all in all, the poster's going to a great place. Okay, so you are going to find that poster one day, and it's gonna be the perfect time. So that's like, it's gonna happen. And there was you know, one here at room sales. Is that what happened? There was one yesterday at room sales. What yeah. were they selling it for? But they but they generally they go for three four thousand uh, dollars. The last days. one that sold sold at auction might like before buyers premium at forty two hundred. But there's mm-hmm. one going up at auction. That is listed right now that ends at the end of the month for e movie poster. I think it's like the big auction house. So mm. it, it was hard for me to pay for a, a like a like an altered one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but then, but then, like I woke up today and I was like, but it doesn't matter. That's the first thing you said like to a, me. That's, a that's cool, what... like. Yeah, memorable piece from this trip, and I kind of was kicking myself. That was that's a hard. Well, my one of my favorite things, and I always like. But the people that I mean, I I know exactly who bought it, and then yeah, it's 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 a good piece for. We're always happy for our friends. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things is my um, my mom because we're we're talking about that was the groomsman cake, you know, for the wedding. It was like exactly with the figures around. So it's so funny because my mom, she's a planner and she loves planning stuff. So she got like really into planning the wedding and I'm not a planner. So I kind of was like, let that burden on her, but she handled it beautifully. But it was funny because she was like contacting cake people and she was like asking like, okay, like what do you guys want? What do you guys want? They can do this. They can do this. And it was like everything. Like Justin was like, "No, I want it. Like I want it at the poster. I want it to be at the poster." Exactly. Like, and no. he like told my mom exactly. that like he told my mom that multiple times. And my mom like did at first like didn't understand. So she's like, "Oh, you want like a white cake with like figures? Like no big deal." And then like the more she talked to Justin, exactly. he's like, "Exactly." And so then like she would talk to me. And she'd be like. I, I told the lady, I told the lady exactly <laughs> like the photo, exactly like the photo. And she was so like animated about it. And it was like so adorable. Her mother asked me like three times. She's and I was like, like, I was like, what I was like, is like, Linda, I don't understand what, like, I just wanted to exactly. exactly. So my mom, yeah. <laughs> Non-collectors don't understand. Yeah, I was like, I, like, I don't want them to look similar to the photo. I don't want it to be a blue and white. Because my mom would like be like, photo. what do you think about I this? I want it to look exactly like Yeah, my mom would be like, wait, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And like every time, like, I mean, I was like, yeah, I was like a side step in my planning of my wedding because I had so many amazing people that like knew like what the whatever like the final image would be but it was so funny because like after like my mom talking to justin and they get along like really well but like and my mom would like say and she'd be like i talked to the cake lady and i told her exactly like the photo he wants it exactly like the photo and was it exactly like the photo it was it was the oh my god! It was beautiful. Oh. It was it was they did a beautiful job. Very my cool. mom, the cake decorator, everyone. Corey, I don't have anything as amazing as that by any means, but no, it is very simple for me. Just uh, Fred's okay. Yeah, he's chilling. He's good. I didn't even remember the room cell, so you're <laughs> doing better than me right now. I mean, I was mainly manning the table, mm-hmm. and Trent was walking around, and he walks up with this. Um, light up wicket ice capades uh, mm-hmm. button, and we looked at it like I don't know what 
five, six months earlier online where it's like, eh, yeah, no, not the right time. That isn't it. And then he just walks up. He's like, hey, I got this for you. And it was like the button that I had looked at that I wanted that I was like, that's overpriced. That's ridiculous. And it was amazing and just beautiful. So that was one of my favorite moments. Right, guy. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, at the room sales, I was wheeling and dealing. I was picking up wax sculpts. Hard copies, oh. photo art. In the bathroom floor? Yeah. you got like four Kremlins. Yeah, yeah. And no, I was, I, I was a little... Uh, uh, oh, yes. You, uh, sleepy. You, you were not with us. You, you, were, you were Luke Skywalker. You, you were Luke Skywalker dreaming. on Octo, just force prisoning. The truth yourself. is that, honestly, I came on this trip to see friends... To experience Star Wars in a way that isn't all about stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, plus, I just bought a Revenge of the Jedi Cromlin. That's one of the kind, and it took all my spending money away. There it is. There it is. So, there it is. Hello. I came here not to think about money. Also, I spent. Um, I'm also, people, also completely broke. Okay, there's <laughs> Star Wars collecting right now, uh, but I have a one of a kind. R5D4, Revenge of the Jedi Cromulent, that Beautiful. like, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. like fueling me into, you know. When stuff falls into your lap, if it's before a big event, I after thought we were talking about toys. I thought we were talking about Mark Vanis. I thought we were talking about, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, all that is, all, yes. Well, yeah. Mark, when Mark well, Vanis falls into your lap, what happens? Hot um, yeah, you can also. Classic photos and Jacuzzi. things we will talk about on the secret podcast. There it is. So now Big T. Try So yes, ca- kind of like Brian said, you know, you, you come to these things for, you don't come for the stuff, uh, especially the Star Wars stuff. But So and that's what it kind of when I went. And so I bought G.I. Joe stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And? So, um,. My favorite two characters, like a lot of people, Snake Eyes is one of my favorite characters, but Shipwreck also. So Snake Eyes kind of the serious side, Shipwreck kind of the fun and fancy free side. But uh, I worked a deal with a guy for a Men on Card Snake Eyes with uh, version 2 with Timber and a Men on Card Shipwreck. Um, and we bought some other like ancillary stuff, but um, that was my big thing. Coolest thing I saw had to be anything that Majora's had in his pocket. So, um, you know, a lot of things in acrylic. Is that a hard copy in your pocket? He was definitely happy to see me. It's a copy. But I actually wanted to say the poster that Justin talked about, but his story is much better and much sadder, but um, much better than mine. So, um, there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, just um, I have to shout out to Blake Morgan because he, he may have got the steal of the show um, uh-huh. from from Ron. He got a um, R2-D2 bot bag in, in box. Uh, we won't talk about the price because it still hurts. Um, <laughs> but that just because um, kind of a short story, one of the um, – I've really grown to love the original A&H Star Wars toys and uh, paraphernalia. Um, and one of the things I really want is – at least one bot bag, but maybe all four or five, however many they came out with. But the reason I actually am interested in bot bags is because of Ron uh, and his, um, his some of his bits on the Plastic Galaxy movie. And so to see that he had one and then Blake got ahead of me on it and it's just like, ah, that was, uh, that's, that's the one. But so, um, but um, I would have actually probably put a plaque from the collection of Ron Salvatore. But, <laughs> but um, hopefully Blake does that. But um, yeah, so that was pretty cool to see. You know, some of that stuff you just you don't even see a celebration very much. So to see some of these random little pieces pop up here was pretty cool. 
Very cool. And so your stories were all awesome. And I'm so glad that we got a chance to all do this because uh, it's something I've wanted to do for a while. And, and just to, to also to get to know each one of you individually and then to get to know you all as a group and to just hang out like this is something that I personally will never forget. Uh, it's one of the most special, coolest nights. You're never going to forget the editing process either. You're never going to forget the editing process because it's going to be a long process. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but, but is there, Thanks so, mostly to Brian Angel. What, what I'm hoping to do, and I think this would be kind of a, a cool way to end it, um, my, my goal is to get as many people for this podcast episode to talk uh, not only about the annual and about our weekend and our friendship and everything like that, but also to talk about to talk to people who are listening who are either slowly getting into collecting or, you know, and so if, again, we'll just go around and we can do it quickly, but if, if we can just go around and um, if you just want to just talk to, you know, just mention to someone um, what your experience is and, and, and why you're happy to be here and, and, uh, and what it means to you, you know, just anything that you want to share. So we're going to go backwards around this way. Um, so, Brian. Um. I'm here for the beer and the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yes. Duh. Done. Well, I guess we can end there. So. No. What else um, is there? Oh. Yes. What does this for me? I think this is it. We all, in one way or another, came through life knowing that when everything else is going wrong, Star's War, Star Wars will always be right. Star Wars will always be there. Except for the and um, even when haters hate on Star Wars, it, you can still turn on a Star Wars movie or play with your toys, Especially and it's still there. And actually, it's really amazing that something that is such a solitary thing, collecting, playing with toys, a hobby, something that is so solitary has become in our adult lives so social, such a shared experience, and that you can go and connect with people, and you don't have to tell the backstory. We like to tell the backstory, but just that emotional connection that happens right away because you have that common shared experience and that love. Um, it's an incredible plateau for friendship, and that's something that you can't find in many places. Very cool. Yes, Corey. Oh, how can I follow that? I mean, you said it so beautifully. I can be serious if I want to be. Cheers to that. You can just say penguins suck. And then yeah, yeah, penguins are the worst. Sidney Crosby, extra terrible. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean... MVP, man. Uh, barf. That's garbage. <laughs> there it is. This there it is. is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, but for all seriousness, just being around a group of people and friends that I may have never met, but feel like I already know. And, um, just, just, it, it's family, like Star Wars and collecting and just being around those people you may have, you know, online or whatever, they're there. And I am terrible about social media, but I get little snippets and little, I pay attention from time to time and see people at events from here and there. And it's just, it's amazing. It's like getting together like a family reunion and, uh, it's a really wonderful time. Oh, cool. Yeah, so if you're hearing this, please come out. Yeah. Uh, Justin's and at Corey's uh, family reunions, they hook up. Yeah, that, like my brother. Totally hot. So. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 I really have a 
Yeah. Yeah. Sure really sure. Really so, like, so Justin, what we're what we're looking for <laughs> is um, <laughs> if uh, we're, we're to to end to end this whole thing, we're we're talking about um, not only things that that we liked at the annual, but also um, speaking to people who may be listening to this, who might be afraid to take that step, or or you know. Who, who are curious to, to kind of join a group or looking for a group or, or looking for, you know, like-minded people as well. What would, what would you, after the, after the weekend of the annual, what would you say to them? You know, uh, uh, coming from, you know, just being like a closeted, like, c- collector and fan. Yeah, like a closeted collector and, and, and fan, fan of the hobby and, and you know, just... Collecting and doing everything online. Oh, they and just got divorced. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. Um, you know, going to celebration for the first time was like an amazing experience, and you got to meet a handful of people, and then you you saw everyone else hanging out and having a good time, and then and then you start to get introduced to that crowd, and you get introduced to the Facebook crowd, and you get the rebel scums, and you get the the local collector groups. I think is like really where it all comes together. I think I think that like encompasses everything because there's people that only do online groups and there's people that only do social media groups, but then there's, there's people that only do their local groups. And, and I think, um, I think getting everything together and coming to something like this, uh, for the empire club, uh, was really special. I think it's like a really special thing. And I think there's a lot of people that aren't willing to take that step and take that leap of faith and, and jump into, you know, just, just going, Hey, I'm going to go all in and, you know, take the leap from going to just my local collector club or my convention, my comic con, you know, and, uh, really go all in and just meet the people that are around them. There's always someone near you that's as passionate and, uh, and as driven as you are in your, in your fandom. So go find them. Cool. I am. I just, I remember, like, I've always been a fan of Star Wars since I was a kid. And that's, like, one of the things that Jess and I got together about was just that, like, common, I mean, obviously more than that. But we're like, oh, we both, like, really love Star Wars. So, like, our first celebration, I remember, like, going and cosplaying. And I remember being very um, stereotyped, which, like... I mean, you can't I, you can't get mad when you're dressed as Slave Leia when people yeah. stereotype you. But also, I actually remember you from your your hip uh, the, the, yeah, the my, blaster uh, my on your leg. Yeah, forty four. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like. Then there's this really hot chick walking around Slave Leia who has a Han Solo blaster on her leg. It was so funny. This one, like, they were like in, um, they weren't a podcast. They were like, um, a website. I don't know. This was like six years ago, seven years ago. So I don't know if podcasts were even a thing then, but they're like, yeah, we want to interview. But the questions they started asking me were like so insult, like, I wasn't offended because I was like, all right, it is what it is. Do you play with Star Wars? Yeah, it was like very (laughs) insulting. She owned it. Oh, yeah. When they started like trying to drill her on Star Wars knowledge, and she was like, uh. They're like, if you could go, if you could go to like the planets of Star Wars, where would you go? And I like, my answer, they were like, well, Wait, you know, Wait, you know what that is? What is that? Is? But I was you like, oh, I go to. Well, I was, yeah, it was like, and so they did a whole thing, and like my answers were like, I mean, they go to Mustafar, right? That's where hotties go. Hotties go to Mustafar. Yeah, I was like, yeah. you know, I was like, I mean, I just like brought up, I mean, anything that any of us know, like, is 
basic knowledge. Like, right. it's nothing... Whatever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Kashyyyk and, like, whatever. I'm talking about all this. And they were like... And I could see in their face the, like, reaction. They were like... And so that was, like... So bizarre, not bizarre to me, but it was like so weird because that was like the first moment that I was like, oh, like these people don't take me seriously because I'm wearing such and such costume, but like here I can like actually talk about Star Wars. And that was like one of my favorite things now going forward is like every celebration, like it, that, and it was only that first one that anyone had reacted, like treated me that way. Ever since then, like, and I, like, coming into this group has been, and yeah. I've been, like, yeah. I, and I've been so, maybe my husband's, like, a, he's a collector, like, he does, like, he collects awesome things, and I'm just, like, hi, I'm here, I'm his wife, hi, so I feel like people are always, just like, <laughs> they're, like, oh, she doesn't know, she just, like, wears but, this but fucking stupid thing. But the difference between, like, a big celebration but, or a local Yeah, but I'm, like, like no, no, I might like not. The one like making the purchase, but like you get it. I love Star Wars and I and I understand this fandom, and that's what this group, not even our Georgia group, but the Empire State group, every group we've ever been to, even we're at celebration, it's like so, the best time ever, and it's not even because of the Star Wars events, it's because of the hanging out and talking to people and getting to know people and becoming friends with people. Yeah. And that's my favorite part. So it is very nerve-wracking. I mean, I'm not even technically a collector, honestly. Like I, I know all about the hobby because I, I, I live, I live it, I support Sorry. it. No, <laughs> my, my thing. I bought a Lily letter, Lily Letty Vader, and that was like my. That's like my. That's that's that, that that's my purchase. But you know, I. I, li- I, you know, I live a hobby because I, luckily, we have a good relationship. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, we talk about Star Wars a lot. But it's just, that's my perspective from it, is, like, everyone in these groups has been so accepting. They've never questioned me. Like, that first, those first people I met that were so, like, oh, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. no. No one in any of these groups has ever been like that. They've been super accepting. They've been super nice. They've never been like, oh, you're a girl. Or, (laughs) oh, you're a whatever. Or, like, oh, you don't know. Like, no. They're like, hey, how are you? Who are you? Oh, nice to meet you. Oh, my God. It's so great to meet you. Like, every one of these collecting groups, it's like you're friends as soon as you meet. And that's why I love it. And I think, you know, everyone feels insecure. Mm -hmm coming into a, a group of people you don't know yeah. and it's like it. everyone's been amazing so that's my experience is join if, you, if you're not in a group and you want to be in a group you should go out and meet people because they're nice Star Wars Mr. Matt George so I'll take you back in time so I'm, I'm 42 years old and I didn't have a computer growing up and we didn't have this fancy internet thing and then um, I didn't have a computer until I went off to college and I've, st- I've been collecting Star Wars since the 80s so I, I've, I've been in this hobby for a very 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 long time um, but I never really communicated with anyone in the hobby I thought I was kind of the uh, really big outlier and didn't think anyone else still collected this stuff but then I got to college in 95, and 
um, we had this computer lab at the University of Texas, and I would have to go in and wait in line to get a computer to go log on to the internet. And so I, after I got done doing my schoolwork that day, I, I went onto the internet and I was like, well, let me look for like Star Wars toys. Let me just see if there's anything out there on Star Wars toys. So the first thing that popped up was this website, toysorgus.com. <laughs> so I clicked on it and I was hooked. Like I spent like <laughs> my entire like freshman year of college going on <laughs> toysorgus.com and just <laughs> looking and seeing names like Ron Salvatore and Chris Drobilius mm-hmm. and Gus Lopez and Bill Cable and uh, all those names. And um, I would see them on like every single photo. It was like from the collection of Ron Salvatore and description by Ron Salvatore. I'm like, okay, at least there's some other people out there that mm-hmm. still collect this stuff. And they thought enough about it to spend a not insignificant amount of time putting a website together and describing this stuff. And um, there were things out there that I'd never seen. I didn't know what a sculpt was or a hard copy or a first shot or what a concept sketch was. And, and so I spent a good year just every day after my schoolwork was done going on and just studying this stuff. And it never really occurred to me to reach out to anyone locally to, um, try to find anyone that still liked the stuff locally. So I just kind of headed out on my own and, and spent the next four years going and buying every single vintage piece of Star Wars in Austin, Texas, and basically <laughs> bled that city drive all of its vintage. <laughs> but I never, ever encountered anybody else kind of that kind of had the same mentality as I did. And so I just kind of collected in the shadows for years and years and years and years. So fast forward to 2010, um, I was married at this point, had a big collection, and got divorced. And in the divorce, she wanted to hurt me as much as she could, so she made me sell all my Star Wars stuff through a third party, and I didn't get shit for it. Like like 10% of what it was worth, and it was like my life's work, and I was devastated. See, and, you need a better network because whenever one of our PSWCS guys was getting divorced, he was like, I'm going to give you these pieces member. and I'm going to give you these pieces. And I, I just, see, I didn't have this. <laughs> you guys, you guys get divorced a lot? We could have. But there's a, one guy who, who had like okay. a bad divorce. And, oh, uh, no. Keep so, um, we're we're in New York. Want me to have her whacked? <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. Yes. I got to go. Yes. Yes. Make this happen. We'll talk offline. So I was, um, I spent oh. about a year just kind of licking my wounds or whatever. And when I got back into the hobby, um, I happened to do it on Facebook because, you know, I just joined Facebook and just like I did at the computer lab at UT in 95, just did a type on Star Wars toys and these groups came up and I kind of rebuilt my collection on Facebook and through that I became friends with all these different folks and found folks that are near me in Texas and reached out to those guys and became lifelong friends with those guys and together we started the Texas Vintage Collecting Club and through that effort we've met people from (laughs) Pennsylvania and DC and Atlanta and New York and um, uh, Cali California and represent and um, 
became very socially active as a result of kind of getting back into collecting in the early 2010s. And it's led me to this point where I was invited by Ron Salvatore, one of those guys whose entries I read every single day when I got into collecting kind of mainstream um, and did a panel at his convention that he helped put on. So um, it never would have happened had I not got into the hobby socially, uh, kind of the club level. And it really started with us putting our own club together. And um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't uh, ask for more in my, in my life right now. I'm at a very good spot, and it has a lot to do with my friends that share the same interest as I do. So that's my story. Very cool. Very cool. Bill Cable. Oh, God. How do I follow that up? You've seen Kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, so that's a good one. My, my first piece of advice would be that <laughs> if you like C-3PO, you really shouldn't enter the hob, the collecting hobby. <laughs> it's it's, it's oh, a pitfall. No you, yeah, no, nobody likes 3PO. <laughs> anything you buy is going to drop in value immediately, <laughs> so stay out of that. If you like R2-D2, <laughs> you should spend lots of money and... and Anything you see bid up ex uh, exponentially just so you can screw over Mike Ritter. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I mean, I'm the, the founder of the Pennsylvania Star Wars Collecting Society, and it's really the best thing I've done in this hobby is create that club because there are so many people that... You, you you reach out to and you, you do this thing and they, they come up to me years later and say like thank you so much for creating this club and, and doing this work and I don't even realize it because I just did it out of like I was in the Ohio club and I wanted to make the same thing in Pennsylvania after I moved there so I had some, some collector friends to, to hang out with but People are, like they really value the club and really value the the work I did putting it together, and it's it's honestly the best thing I did as a collector was was creating this club and allowing these people to get together. And there's there's so many we have like 500 email members and 300 <laughs> Facebook members, and they have their own, own little niches that I I never even come in contact with, but they're like. The, the best people I know in collecting are from the, the PSWCS because I joined this club and I got to know these people and it's I'm, I'm sure that's the same same thing with Empire Club and Ohio Club and George, Georgia Club that you, you give people the opportunity to have this connection that they would never have had before unless you put forth that effort very cool, mm -hmm. very cool. Trent so the first thing I want to mention is that, and I've told this story a few times this weekend, um, Morgan Spurlock did a documentary a few years ago about Comic-Con. It was called Episode 4, um, a, fan's, uh, a Fan's Hope or something like that. Uh, and one of the interviews they do in that was with Joss Whedon, and he's talking about what Comic-Con is for that, that group of people. And it's the point where they find their tribe. So you have all these people that are maybe loners, maybe very um, in, the, in the shadows lurking, as we've said, or they're private. They have to stay private for what they love because otherwise they either get shunned or they're not looked at as you know humans on the same level of everybody else. So what these groups are, 
whether it's Empire Group, Pits, or, uh, Pennsylvania Group, Ohio Group, California, any of these. They are the tribe that we all need to be a part of for us to progress and, and live happily. So um, that, that's the, the big thing that I always think about. Now, I, unfortunately, I don't come from an area where I have a really vibrant group currently. That Hopefully that will change. But I'm now members of the Georgia group. I'm members of the Empire Welcome, group. Welcome, sir. <laughs> and, I mean, just um, in the short amount of time that I've been uh, significantly back into collecting, I've made more friends than I did in four or five years of college, four, four or five years of you know, a master's program all of elementary school. I talk to these people every day. I go and stay with Justin and, and Jen. You know, I've, I've seen them twice in the last month, it seems, just to go and hang out at their house and do something in Atlanta. Um, so that, that's the big thing is I think if you are one of those people that does not have that social connection for anything that you are truly passionate about, it's one thing if you're socially connected because of something that you feel like you have to be to be in out and about, but to find your tribe, that's that's kind of the thing. And this is just a perfect environment for it. And uh, I know Corey and I both talked about it being a complete honor to be invited to this thing. Um, it, it, there's not a whole lot more that can be said about how much joy that can bring. You know, you feel like you have a family. And I come from a very small family, so... Um, for me to have this extended family means a whole lot. And I know there's people out there that don't have it and that would that would really like to have it and would cherish it. And, you know, all you got to do is – we live in a day and age of the Internet. So all you got to do is get online. You can find somebody. Yeah. So reach out. Cool. That's beautifully that said. Right. And nice. that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, anyone that's – like, what you've said in prior podcasts, like, being the person that's, like – insecure or nervous or whatever like we all are that person mm-hmm. at some point and it's like well, you, that's, you, yeah, you, you know you like like if, if you feel intimidated or scared like no I don't think any of I mean at least no one in this room no one that I've met in the hobby they're not D-bags like they're like I think here's the thing, David. Talk to us. We'll like. David, you asked a question which was, you know, what should somebody who's maybe considering coming out to an event know? Mm -hmm. And I think the thing is that, especially on the local level, we are very welcoming, Mm -hmm. accepting of everybody. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you collect baby Ewoks and you have <laughs> tea parties with them at home, we love you. Come on down. When you, you walk, know, when you walk you up to that party. white door, don't run into the forest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. If you spend time at home dressing up your Leia and your Forlom cape, that's okay. <laughs> you know, you can do that, and we love you the same. Mm-hmm. Actually, we'll, we'll I'll put a four love cape on. I'm a, like I'm a big fan. Well, what was that socks on? I have my, my yeah. You put a four love cape on what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to come out to find out. <laughs> we, we accept you. We accept you. We accept you. That's the thing. No, we're making a lot of jokes, which is good, and that's yeah. Know, we. Yeah. Has a lot to do with Star Wars slash alcohol, and so we, uh, no, we we really do take a moment to appreciate everybody that comes out, spend some time talking to them, getting to know where they're from, who are their people, what floats their boat in the Star Wars world, yeah. how can we make their lives better, how can we 
circle them with love and bring them closer into our Star Wars galaxy and make that galaxy a smaller place for them personally. Something else to consider, a lot of people get really intimidated, even today, you know, I, we got to, most all of us got to go to Ron Salvatore's house. He's considered probably one of the premier collectors in the hobby, yeah. and his collection is nothing short of museum quality. But you know what? There were people there today that their collection may be 10 pieces. They may be beater figures. They may not be complete. You know, No one is excluded from this based on what they collect. You can collect anything you want, whatever quality, whatever quantity. You more Sam's and you can ultimately be standing right next to someone who has a multi-million dollar collection and you are, you are, you're part of the force with them. You know, okay. so that's just something to consider. So when I when I was going into this week to, I've been working on on this the script for this panel that I was doing for a while, which was celebrating the the Empire State Club, and going into Is it. True? Yeah, I'm gonna smoke this in your room. I'm sorry. Uh, weed in there. I'd rather not, not if you don't mind. Oh yeah, he's only gonna charge hundred dollars. It's it's a vape. They don't count that. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, just real. We'll, we'll end real fast. Um, yeah. But I, no, I need to hear your Keep story. Keep going. So, yeah, yeah. We need to hear your There's story. There's no rush. When when I. So the way that I, I started was um, I started kind of the same way that Matt did, where um, I got divorced from his wife. No, that was. From this wife, that's really. So no, really, the way that I started was I um I started collecting kind of on my own and didn't have a ton of money, so I was like, I can I can do this as long as I don't lose any money, you know, and that and mm. I, I do it smart and you know and, and but mm. I went into it and I just started I researching as much as possible, just reading again on, on the SWCA and which at the time was the SWCA after. Uh, towards Gus, but um, but I was doing it mostly, as I always say, on an island. And so I would be driving to shows, and I would meet people there, and, and we'd, we'd hang out and stuff. And, and I got to know someone like Pete LaRose uh, over a long period of time. But for the most part, most of the people that I met, I was I, we connected while we were at the shows, but it it didn't go any further than that. Mm-hmm. And so I would be listening to. Sky Payne's and Steve Danley's podcast, uh, the SWCA podcast, and and longing for that, right? So hearing these stories about you know people having these these meetups and everything like that, and just seeing this this huge abyss, and that I could I could never cross it because I just couldn't figure out how to I couldn't find that bridge, and so now it, it led me to to all of this after finally kind of meeting people and just just going to, to different shows and everything. And so this past week, uh, I was finishing, I was t- putting the, the final touches in. I was kind of writing the, the introduction and then the transition pieces in between each of the sections for, for my panel. And um, one night, uh, it was a Saturday night, I just went over to Starbucks. And I was sitting at Starbucks with my laptop. And I had the weirdest thing, because I'd been just working on it and just kind of pumping it out. And everyone that I'd asked, which was incredible, just to say, like, hey, you know, would you, would you, would you mind telling your story? Would you mind being a part of this? It wasn't like, well... Send me it and I'll take a look. It was like 100% yes, and then whatever you need, I'm completely there, and then what is it? Which was the, the greatest thing, right? So I was sitting at the computer, and, and I'm typing I'm typing the introduction, and I was just, I was really trying to put as much heart, as much soul, and as much passion into it. And the weirdest thing happened, and all of a sudden, I just started to completely tear up, and I'm sitting there typing in the middle of a 
Starbucks while everybody else is kind of talking and having their lattes. And Ed Nagy is in the corner and he's like, why Dave crying? But like, just like, just like a, like a tear or two just kind of fall. And I, and you know, you do that thing where you're, you're, you're just feeling it and you're like, what am I doing? Like, why do I feel like this? So then I just, I started to kind of type the, the second part and again, I got choked up as I was writing toward the end of it, you know, just writing this, this thing about approaching Ron's door, you know, and just kind of either running fight or flight, running to the woods or just taking that step mm-hmm. and, and then having somebody hug me and that, that a simple thing like a hug just takes all that anxiety away and just says, mm-hmm. you belong and you're, and you're good and then leaving with that. Well, it was after listening to that podcast, you know, we listened to it live and I'm sitting in the back of the room and I'm talking to Blake Morgan and we're talking about it and, you know, he's adorable. Like, I don't even know if he's 19. Is he 19? 18 he'll be, or 19? He'll be nine almost. in November. So. I mean, he, I mean, I can't talk any smack about him because he, his collection is already amazing. I'm not like trying to down talk him, but I'm like just sitting here with this like 19 year old kid. And when he was like, Oh, did you like the podcast? I was like, yeah, it was amazing. So we started talking about it. And I'm like, you know, it's to you know, get deeper into it and talk about the stories and our experiences. And I'm like, dude, man, I got goosebumps. And he's like, yeah, man, me too. And we like put our arms together and I was like, oh shit, man, like this is nuts. Like, it's just, that's what, it's about, it's like, Star Wars is what caused all of this. Yeah. But it's, but it's like, that's what it's about. It's about the friendships and the relationships and, you know, and in the collecting, it's a whole thing with like the, I mean, Motorhead said it best, <laughs> the chase is better than the catch, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, she just worked in a motorhead club. Yeah. I always, I, I always work you in a motorhead club. You might be the coolest club. person yeah. that ever lived. Uh, I'll challenge you on that. Motorhead is my favorite Star Wars character. So, but so when when I was when I was going through this at, at Starbucks and just kind of writing all, all this stuff, and when when I got that reaction, I kind of froze and, and I kind of laughed at myself and I was like, this is utterly ridiculous. And if I were to tell anybody this, they would look at me like I'm, I'm crazy. And then I, there's a lot of people sitting at this table that wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and this is the part that, that has blown my mind this weekend. So like I, I, I read it to two people. I read it to, uh, I read the intro to a friend of mine at work and then I read, uh, Hey Aaron, how's it going? And then I read it to my mom. <laughs> uh, hello, Obi-Mom Kenobi. And oh! Strong. Yeah. So strong. so but I read it strong. to both of them and, so and as I read it to both of them, oddly I mean I got choked up reading it to them too and I thought, man, this is utterly ridiculous and, and everyone's gonna kinda laugh at me because I don't know what's going on, but this is crazy. And when I when I presented it, um, and then talked to people afterwards, and a lot of people had that emotional connection which for, for me blew me away and, and to hear people like Tom and Jason and Ron and Chris and all these other people who put it together. Yeah, it was, and, 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 and to, to speak with passion and to get emotional as they were talking and then to hear the, the response from it of, I felt that same way. I felt that same terror going in. I, I, I love this club more than anything. This thing means so much to me. I mean, it just, it was like, it was like this thing sometimes that we need where you stand out in a field and you just, 
every day you walk over that field and you just kind of shout out and, and nothing happens. You get no response. And then one day you shout out. You, you have a light, right? You shine a light and you just flash it in and, not, and you get no response. You, you shine that light back one day and all of a sudden a thousand lights just start popping up. And when you see that, I mean, it gives resonates. you goosebumps. It resonates. Yeah. So is there anything that you guys would like to say in closing? I just want to... Yes, David, you're so good and pure, and you're a good boy, and I feel <laughs> that he's a sweet, nice boy. boy Don't correct me, he's George. He's a cat butler. All right? Don't correct the cat butler. I'll, <laughs> I'll write a book on you. Jeez. Anyway, uh, edit all that out. The, the thing is that, David, you, you, embody, you embody Star Wars so much. You embody Star Wars so much. I feel like you're innocent. You know, we could call your mom Obi Mom. We could call her Shmi. We could call her the Shmi of this podcast. And that, you know, you're a good. The thing is, you're, you know, you're a good, sweet guy, and you're a collector. And I feel as you grow and mature in the hobby, you might things might happen. You might grow darker, more angst. And you might become Darth <laughs> David. Nope. And uh, so I want to make sure. <laughs> I see it. It's that happening. Come to the dark side. It was the only way to kill all the children. If David ever tries to, you know, join anything, yeah. do anything, don't exclude him. If he wants to become a member of your council, let him let be on that be council. council. He is right. the council. You have to join the 501st to see the real dark stuff. Yeah. Oh. I, I have yeah. no idea where any of this is going. Yeah. Yeah. I do. It's, it's going to the end. Yeah. Of, we love you. The you are amazing. What I was saying is stay the good Anakin boy. <laughs> stay, Don't become a but if you do want to go to the dark side, I know where to go. Oh. Give me a call, baby. Give me a call. Yeah. I do. Uh, this doesn't need to be on the podcast. I just want to say uh, real quick. Just I think I said this to you earlier on the boat, but like just listening to your your podcast that you did live. And it, just being in other fandoms, like, obviously I'm in the Star Wars fandom, but I'm in, like, you know, a couple others. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Cubs one is a, a real thing, yeah, it's too. And Hanson. What is the that? The singers? Oh, oh, like, the, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. been over 200 shows. This year. <laughs> do, you, do you have a live, like, a piece of their hair? Any of no, them? No, what? Why is this weird? You guys have luxurious, beautiful hair. But then I just like wait a normal amount of time for a show, and you're like, oh, you're you're weird. This is weird. No, wait, we embrace everybody. Two hundred handsome shows. That's a lot. That's a lot of shows. But the point of my work are those. We can talk about my hands obsession later. I got plenty of time. I'll talk all day long about. Let's How not, weird it is. Let's not talk about that later. Yeah, it's fine. But it's like, um, it's the same, it's the same thing though. You know, you meet, there are people that, you know, there's girls that they're like, oh, I've been to 300 shows. And you're like, what the sh- 
please? What the hell? Like, or, what do you do? You have a job? Do like, you, what do you do for a living? You I'm still pretty sure Matt George doesn't have a job either. I don't know what it. I, I think he was doing a lot of hands. Matt groups. George is the biggest <laughs> Hanson groupie that ever lived. That's what I heard. My whole point on this joke of a story <laughs> is it's not. I, when I was listening to the stories, I related it very much to this, the collectors group, the Star Wars fandom. But I also wait, wait, did you compare the Star Wars collectors to the Hanson fans? Is that what's happening oh, here? That's getting edited. They're oh, prettier than us. How dare you do this to me? I do want to become a Hanson fan. All right, so as we sit around the table talking about fandoms, I, I, I always will call back like one of my favorite quotes from one of my biggest uh, fanboy moments ever is Kevin Smith. And, and one thing he's always said is, um, get out and skate. And what that means is he was always afraid because he was an overweight child. He was uh, an outcast because he was a comic book fan and a lover of Stanley and, and all these things. And, and his thing that he always regretted his entire life was he never played hockey. So the thing he's always preached his entire life in every one of his stand-ups, um, to, to every one of his fans of all of his movies um, is just get out and skate. Put this first skate on the ice and just step foot out and then you just coast and then you're there. All you got to do is take that leap of faith and get out and skate. And and that's something that's always resonated with me. And I think that's very uh, apparent in, in, in our hobby here. And it's not that, you know, a lot of people like to collect, but a lot of People, including myself for a long time, never got out and skated. We didn't approach the clubs. We didn't approach the rebel scums. We didn't approach the Facebook groups. Once once you just take that first step out on the ice, a whole world opens up and then uh, it's game on. So what you're saying is get out in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I just, or, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so fantastic. I'd like to, to thank all of you. I'd like to thank Corey, and I'd like to thank Justin, and I'd like to thank Jen, and Matt, and Bill, and Trent, and Brian for taking the time just to, to hang on a Sunday night here at the annual uh, to have this, this roundtable awesome discussion, uh, and just to share their hearts and their love for the, and passion for the company. A rectangular, sorry, rectangular. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and just, just for making a, another memorable a thing, something that I'm never going to forget, and I hope you guys never forget as well too. And, and uh, I just, I thank you for your friendship, and thank you for the time that you guys spent. So, everyone here, say good night. Here we go. All right. Hey. Good Cheeks bottle.